This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Kramer and Jess. On demand. Here's the morning show highlight clip of the day. Uh, this is Priscilla from Annapolis. Hi, Priscilla. Good morning. Good morning. What's going on? Do not go to Ocean City. Don't even bother. Aww. Why? Why not? Why? Well, actually, hang on. Wait, really quick. Um, so I just happened to mention a couple of minutes ago that I am most likely, depending weather dependent, uh, I'm going to de- take my very first trip over to Ocean City this weekend. We yeah. haven't had a chance to get over there yet. I'm excited. So why? Why would I not go to Ocean City? Why would you not? Let me count the ways. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Nothing but overpriced tour shops. Mm. Where you can buy some lovely t-shirts. <laughs> okay. Uh, the drunk bus that goes by periodically full of people wooing and, dr- you know, being drunk. Yeah. You know, bunch of tourists everywhere. It's not pretty. It's not calming. When you think of a beach, you think nice, relaxing. So That's well, not Ocean City. But everyone has been telling us that we need to go. So I feel like this is the complete opposite of what we've been told. I mean, if you want to go and see overpriced shops and drunk people everywhere and have a, a non-relaxing time, sure, go. When's the last time you actually went to Ocean City? I mean, it's probably been at least five, six years. There's no point in going anymore. It's trash. It's a crap hole. Wow. <sighs> oh, I got to be honest. It's the first. This is the first I've heard. It's the first that I've actually heard anyone say that it's like. Trashy. Have I don't want to believe that. Have you heard that before? No. Trashy? Literally anyone that I've talked to is like, you You guys have to go to Ocean City. I've heard of some wild stories that come out of secrets. Well, um, yeah, but that sounds like fun. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's a place I want to go. I, I just don't know that that's the overall sentiment. Um, we actually, why don't we take some calls? We got some time before um, our next segment. Uh, do, do you consider Ocean City trashy? I've never heard anyone consider it trashy before. It seems like it's the spot to go for the summer. Yeah. Um, but Priscilla is kind of preaching the other other side of this. The only people that are going to call and say and go are going to be trashy people. Wow. So. No, <laughs> I don't like that. Okay, let's actually, Priscilla, hang on one second. I'm going to get some phone calls. 410-583-1065. Good morning. Joanna and Havard Grace, good morning. Hey, guys. Is hey. Ocean City trashy? No, I don't think it is. And maybe I'm biased. I grew up in Maryland. I have been going there for many, many years with my family. So maybe I have, like, nostalgic love for it. But Homegirl hasn't even been there five or six years. So she doesn't know what's going on. And <laughs> that is kind of true. Down there, so 
That is true. To say something's trashy, but you haven't even been in like four or five years. So if, if we're right. doing if we're doing a poll here and we're just saying vote for one or the other, is Ocean City trashy? Your vote is negative. There we go. Thank you for calling. Thank you. Of course. Thanks, guys. What's Facebook say? Ladybug says, absolutely. Haven't been in 10 years. It's the worst. Too stressful. And all the people and the prices. I can do a lot more with my money elsewhere. Uh, Tyler says, yes. Ocean City is trash. You're packed on a boardwalk and beach like sardines. And the people there are trashy. Lord. Jamie and Catonsville, you can only choose one. Is Ocean City trashy? And then defend your argument here. Uh, you can only choose one. <laughs> you can only choose one, unfortunately, for OCMD. I'm going to say no. Not trashy. Okay. And, and and your defense is what? Um, I feel like the pros outweigh the cons, so I'm going to go with no, it's not trashy. Um, there's a lot of really great restaurants. The beach is probably one of the better beaches for uh, in the area if you're looking for, like, a large beach. Yeah. And, like, some, there's some calm water. There's also some waves, so depending on what your vibe is. If okay. Okay. There's a lot of variety, so you can go to a place and get drunk and party all the time, but you can also go sit down and have a really nice meal and have a couple quiet drinks with a friend or your boyfriend or whatever. So I think it has a lot of benefits. Yes, what that lady said was true. (laughs) Wait, which part? (laughs) Which part? There's overpriced t-shirt shops and the drunk bus and all that stuff, but... You know, that's only if you choose to partake in those activities. Yeah, what is Whereas this drunk bus? I kind of want to go on it. <laughs> so, <laughs> just, no, like, it's like the, the bus that goes, the bus in Ocean City just goes up and down the main road there, and you pay like $2, and you can ride it all day. $2? Okay, okay that let's is, go. That's so pretty impressive. Uh, <laughs> okay. When you're um, going bar to bar and drinking and all that stuff, it's a great option. Um, so, so for you, though. Transportation. Overall, um, though, if, if you had to vote, though, you're saying not trashy when it comes to I'm Ocean gonna City. Go with, I'm going to go with not trashy. Okay. Yeah, Kate from Annapolis, good morning. Hi. Is Ocean City trashy? Yes. Oh, my gosh. It's so trashy. I I grew up in Florida. and Okay, Whoa. Okay. then Florida you know, then you know trashy beaches, beaches <laughs> then. You, you know trashy beaches. You're, you're, you're an authority. I do know trashy beaches, but I also know really good ones as well. Okay. And when you go to Ocean City, like, yeah, there's there are a couple streets way past the boardwalk that aren't as bad, but for the most part, it's just kitschy stores. It's really crazy people who are just like going a little too ham, having a good time. I just, you know, it, it's just it's dirty. It's not it's not good. Like and for the people that said, oh, you can have a really nice meal. I have yet to go to a single restaurant that tastes good, Damn. Um, except for like. Maybe two of the the super crazy famous ones that serve breakfast, but for the most part, it's just really gross. And she's from Florida, okay? So like, <laughs> but I mean, yeah, but that. But I think I don't know. I don't know. Jessa, this sounds fun. Sign me up. No, I know. I this is all hey, making me okay. want to go even more. It's it's a vote for trashy. Thank you for calling us. Yeah. <laughs> 410-583-1065. This, this is uh, Patty from Annapolis. Patty. Hi. Good morning. How are you? We're good. Is, morning. Is Ocean City trashy? There, you know, there's always some trashy people everywhere. But True. Ocean City's wonderful. I love it. We bought a place down there because we enjoy going. We get we're in North Ocean City. Yeah. The beaches are incredible. Um, it, they're they're clean. The water's beautiful. 
And um, I just, I love it there. It's very relaxing. It's my aha place. When I go there, it just, you know, takes away all the tension. And I don't hang out in the the t-shirt shops as the one woman was talking about. Yeah. I mean, I don't need t-shirts. I'm going there for the beach. Yeah. No, I feel that. And there's great restaurants and the people are lovely. Why I don't understand why people are trying to be really mean about these t-shirt shops. <laughs> Every beach you go to, all Has the t-shirt, t-shirt shops shop. are very overly priced. So I think we need to remove that out of the argument. What's so bizarre about this is it is like literally split. Like mm-hmm. literally split. There's only one way I feel like we can solve this this morning. Is we need to do our five minute follow back. So for the next five minutes, because we really need your opinion on this. Yeah, we want to see your vote. Can you go follow us on Instagram? And the reason we call it a five-minute follow-back is because anyone that follows us in the next five minutes, we will follow you back. Mm-hmm. We're at Kramer and Jess. At Kramer and Jess. At Kramer and Jess. It's Kramer with a K. Kramer and Jess on Instagram. Anyone that follows us for the next five minutes, we will follow you back. But we want you to comment on the post. Yeah. Because it is so polarizing when we ask the question of... Is Ocean City trashy? We can only do this for five minutes, though. So we're going to hop on Instagram right now. We're following you back at Kramer and Jess. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Now, Kramer and Jess. Mornings on Mix 1065. Six o'clock club. We got literally one more sleep to do. Yes. And that feels kind of cool because in a sense it feels like Wednesday. Oh yeah. But it's not. It's just Thursday on this short week, man. Let's uh well we should chant because we typically do that on Thursday. Here we go. Three, two, one. One, one, more, sleep. one, more, sleep. one more sleep. One more sleep. One more sleep. One more sleep. Yeah. Yeah, one more sleep, man. Till Friday. So let's start with some shout-outs this morning. 410-583-1065. If you're wondering if you deserve to be shout out, well, yeah, because you're awake. Meaning you're instantly a part of the six o'clock club as long as you're listening to us some way, somehow. So text us. 410-583-1065. Veronica, good morning. Johnny E is here. Jess R and Rob P from Westminster. Good morning, Kathy in Parkville. 
Beautiful Beverly, Justin Aberdeen, good morning. Lori Kay is here. John the Wheelman, good morning. Phil from Mount Airy. Our Kinder Care ladies, Karen and Amber, Stephanie in Nottingham. Hope Dope, good morning. Lori, Lisa, Terrence, Marcella from Columbia, Carol the Shuttle Driver, BTSZ checking in, WB from Glen Burnie, and Anthony from Catonsville. Good morning. What did you eat last night? And like, listen, as a vegan, I... I struggle because I know that we'll try to turn anything cauliflower into literally anything, but yeah. I've, I've never heard of this before or even why you tried to do this. Cauliflower mashed potatoes. That's not it, by the way. Just don't even, what, don't even do it. What the hell is cauliflower mashed potatoes? It's literally mashed potatoes, but instead of the potatoes, it's cauliflower. And why would you substitute... Because I mean, a lot of people will substitute cauliflower for breads and things like a cauliflower well, no, exactly. crust. Well, no, okay. exactly, right? So I'm just like I'm not, I'm not having mashed potatoes like just during the week. I'm not, you know, like to me, mashed potatoes are like a treat. Okay. So I wasn't going to like, you know, just I, I was just trying. I was just trying, and trying to what be what I've learned is that if I'm if I want something, I'm just gonna have it. You know what I mean? So if I want to have mashed potatoes, I'm just gonna wait, you know, and treat myself later on on the weekend or something. But I'm not gonna do cauliflower mashed potatoes because it's wrong. It's not good. And it's just disrespectful to me because it's it, not what I want. And I tried and it was terrible. Like lower carb, I'm assuming? Yeah, it, it was yeah, lower carb. It was healthier. And it was just gross. It was yeah. gross. It was chunky. It was nasty. And I was upset. It's like light sour cream. Nobody wants light yeah. sour cream. Nobody wants it. There's some things you just can't do. Mm-mm. Like, for example, I, sti- I don't eat gluten either. So like, but if somebody comes at me with a cauliflower crust, I'm good. I don't need it. How about zoodles? I don't even know what that is. Zoodles are when you take a zucchini and you use this little machine to turn them into noodles because it's obviously low carb, right? Okay. I don't want it. No. I'd rather just not have it. Does it fall apart? No, it's just like stringy zucchini. Okay. But like you don't get the same satisfaction. Yeah. As you would if you just, if you're thinking pasta. Just have the pasta. Just eat the pasta. Do not go in mm-hmm. being like, oh, this is going to be a fantastic substitute. Because it's not. I'm sure I'm going to feel. It's just like the healthy Coke with balsamic vinaigrette in the soda water. Don't That's what it. cauliflower mashed potatoes are, <laughs> all right? That's the version of that. Yeah. yeah. Now. 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 These are the top three trending stories in the city. The Baltimore top Three, three, three. With Jess. Number three. A Maryland man just hit the lottery for $50,000 from using the numbers he got off of his Uber driver's license plate. The 51-year-old Silver Spring man said he was having troubles with his car, which is why he had been having to use Uber. But this Uber driver was particularly friendly, and they had an amazing conversation. So for some reason, he remembered the driver's license plate when he was taking him to work. So he stopped at Wheaton Winery in Silver Spring, placed a dollar wager, and used the Uber driver's license plate number on a pick five ticket, ended up winning $50,000. The winner said he will be using the prize money to get himself a car. Does that sound a bit suspicious to you? Why? Like, could you ever... It's a great story, but like... The license plate? Could you ever tell me your Uber driver's license plate It number? depends what it is. Like, what... Because you know people have, like, random, like, easy... So, you know like what it I'm was saying? a word, but this we're talking about numbers. That's the thing. It's well, like okay, I remember bad at, 16, 14, 9. I'm the, bad at numbers, but Garage Boy can like I don't I don't know if he has like a photographic memory or something like that, but like he remembers numbers like that. Me, I don't. So I feel like if your brain works that way. Yes, it just sounds know? like a bizarre. Wait, what do you mean? You think it's a lie? What are you saying? 
I, I'm not a lottery skeptic. I'm just saying that is a very bizarre story. It's like, oh, I just happened to remember my Uber driver's number. Like, I don't know. That hey, one, that's hey, a hard one. I'm just, I just, I, I never questioned this kind of stuff before. Usually I'm excited about these stories. That one's just a little. Really? X-Filesy. Okay. Number two. There was an old lady who lived in a shoe, and now you can too. The Haynes Shoe House in York County, Pennsylvania, is getting new owners, and they plan to turn the home into an Airbnb. <laughs> the new owners in PA said they plan to maintain the museum feel and the artifacts, so those items will still be shared with the public. And visitors can still tour the shoe house until ownership is transferred. The last day of operations is this month on July 24th. Uh, they have guided tours, a gift shop, ice cream, and the shoe house was built in 1948. So if you're interested, you'll be able to go and stay there with Airbnb. It's funny. Number one. President Biden will award the Presidential Medal of Freedom to 17 people today. The list of notable names receiving the nation's highest civilian honors include Olympic gymnast Simone Biles, U.S. women's soccer star Megan Rapinoe, and actor Denzel Washington. He's set to be the only entertainer to receive a Presidential Medal of Freedom this year. The medal honors public figures who've made notable contributions to American society, culture, politics, or world peace. The late Senator John McCain and also Apple co-finder Steve Jobs will be awarded today as well. This is Justin. That was your top three. These are the things that are no longer cool once you turn 30, at least according to the internet. Justin, you need to know this list because... You're almost there. This is your last year of 29. Just 29, I'm 39. And I can tell you someone that's done this 30-year-old thing for nine years now, it's rocky at times. So I went on Reddit. There's a question on there that says, what's not cool anymore once you turn 30? And I want to run through some of these, mm-hmm. and let's see if we agree, okay? Okay. Getting blackout drunk. <laughs> Getting blackout drunk. This says, uh, turns out it's not that fun. Uh, you're just an alcoholic after 30 if you, if you do that. Getting blackout drunk. No. To me, you can't get blackout drunk once you're 30. It's not. It's no longer cute. It becomes an issue. Like when I see my friends my age, they're still getting blackout drunk. It's just not. It's not cute to me anymore. Hmm. Thoughts? Uh, I don't think you can get blackout drunk as much as you used to, but I don't think it should be off the table. <laughs> you think it needs to be like wean? You have to like wean yourself off of it. I just think that there's certain situations and occasions that you should be allowed to do so, and no judgment there. Such as. Such as um, bachelorette parties or, you know, certain birthdays with your friends or, you know, like I don't, I live across the country from my friends. So when we're together, it's a mess and it's the best time ever. I wonder if you feel the same way though when you turn 30. There is this weird thing that happens. That's uh, that's actually the next comment on Reddit says the same thing. Hangovers, if you're 20, completely fine. Just give me some coffee. Give me a sandwich. I'm going to be good. Hangovers when you're 30 no longer cute, right? It's like, oh my God, I've ruined my whole entire day. Like, there's there's no recovery. It's almost yeah. like when you walk into work and you're in your 20s and you're kind of talking with your coworkers and you're like, oh man, I got so drunk last night. Just got, you know, I'll take some Excedrin though and I'll be good. Yeah. Versus you walk in, like hangovers are a nightmare past No, 30. hangovers are definitely terrible. That's something I'm experiencing now. Now though, you just have to be strategic. So if I know that I don't have a day to be hungover, then I won't, you know, that's going to determine my actions. Not happening. We're talking about this list on Reddit where people are saying what's no longer cool when you turn 30. And if you want to add to the list, text us 410-583-1065. Go over a couple more of these. Sleeping eight people in a hotel room just to save money. Oh, 
<laughs> there is a big difference. Like, when I was in my 20s, yeah, if we were to go to Orlando or something, yeah. and, or spring break. Spring mm-hmm. break's a great example. You go to Florida for spring break, and you're it's all about saving money. Totally. It's like we can easily put 10 people in this room. We can get six people in the beds. Yeah. Two can sleep on the couch. Two on the floor. We'll rotate. It'll be fine. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you now, if I'm not getting my own bed, I'm not going. I'm not, I don't even know if I want to share a room at this point. But in my 20s, I could do it. It's no longer cute. Stacking people that many, especially if you have a family. You know what I mean? Like, it has to be at a point where your kids get to a certain age where you're probably like, you're 12? Yeah, I definitely, I definitely enjoy my space and I don't, I don't mind that. And I don't know if that's like a 30 year old thing. I think that's just at a certain, I don't know. I feel like I've been feeling that way for a minute. I just kind of like my space. Yeah. All right. Let me give you one more. Um, There's so many good ones on here. What if we did um, anything that's called an after party? Okay. Like I can barely make it to the party. (laughs) used to be cool. You know what I mean? Like, it used to be cool to go to the after party. You know, like, if you were ever went to a club or a concert, and it's like, hey, after the concert tonight, everybody's going to the after party. You know what I think it is now? I think it's more selective, because I feel like the after party was way more fun, because it would just be a select people that you actually wanted to be with. Now, I'm just like, I just want the after party. I just want to be with the people that I want to be with. The I squad. Yeah, the big, the big, big crowd of people that I'm not talking to that has no interest to me. I just want to be with, like, the eight people that I'm down with, and I'm cool with but that. But earlier... That's the thing. It's like, can't we just do this? Can't we do a happy hour now? <laughs> That's where I think happy hour came from. It was, it was people that used to be cool. They just can't stay up late anymore. It's basically happy hour. You'll give me like two minutes and you're not wildly interested in the history of the Nathan's hot dog eating contest. I will give you back every single penny you paid to listen to the show today. Is it uh, gross? It's not even gross. It was just wildly interesting to do my research on this. I didn't think I gave a damn. When I started researching throwback Thursday topics for this week, I was like, I mean, there's not, I mean, we could talk about movies that came out in the summer or whatever, but then I started thinking Nathan's hot dogs, where the hell did this come from? Yeah. It's a wild story. Let's get into it. We call this Throwback Thursday. This is where we just take a look back at number one songs in Maryland in previous years, and then we'll take you to a moment in pop culture history today, of course, the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest. Mm-hmm. Let's go back to uh, nine, uh, sorry, 2019. The number one song in Maryland was Little Nas X in Old Town Road. Wow. thought it was like a parody. A joke? I thought it was a joke. And then when it became this massive thing and basically took over the planet, I don't think any of us saw it coming. Nope. All right. uh, 2007, the number one song in Maryland you would have been listening to is the only Rihanna song that matters, Jess. And that is what? If you say umbrella, I'm walking out. Rihanna song that matters. This is not. Kramer thinks this is, the, this is the only song that she has because he only listens to the songs that he hears on the radio. It's not the only song she has, but it's the only one we should care about. It's not true. Such a great song. 2007, <laughs> this is what you're listening to. Not true. Let's go back now to the 90s. The number one song on Mix 1065 here in Maryland back in 1993 was Janet Jackson, and that's the way love goes. for a second. Yeah, that music video. So good. Mm. So that was a while ago. That was almost 30 years ago, y'all. I know. I was born that year. A while. Uh, <laughs> I'm on roofing. <laughs> I, 
I know that on surface level, you may not care about Nathan's hot dog eating contest, but please allow me to give you some history here and throwback Thursday. This contest actually started July the 4th of 1916. Did not become a thing, though, until 1991 because mm. there was this guy named George Shea that knew this uh, this competition existed in uh, Coney Island, but nobody gave a damn. To be honest with you, this thing started pretty... It was a one-day, low-entry, low-PR event. It was um, local, probably. Back in 91, there were 20 competitors, okay? And the winner was a 270-pound Queens native that ate 21 hot dogs in 12 minutes. And that was, like, the record. Everyone's like, oh, okay. But, like, 12 hot dogs, it's it's just whatever. Mm-hmm. So this guy named George Shea, he was like, man, I think there might be something here. He started to think about what really drew attention just for things that we've done in the past and looking at things like uh, fairs you know you go to fairs and the people like they have like the, the bottomless stomach and he's like wait a minute i think we could actually turn this into thing he started looking all over the world and realized in other countries especially japan competitive eating was a big thing oh. so in 1997 his uh, George and his brother created this thing called the Feder- uh, the Federation of Competitive Eating, which is now called Major League Eating, by the way, and actually oh. turned it into a sport. Major League they, Eating. They would go all over and start these competitions mm-hmm. for food eating, buffalo wings, sushi, jar of mayonnaise. At the same time, though, jar of mayonnaise. they're literally looking at their biggest client, who is Nathan's Hot Dogs. So what they did was they brought this guy over from Japan, who was known for eating a ton of hot dogs. He set the record for 50 hot dogs in 12 minutes. This is what then caught ESPN's attention. They're like, wait a minute. Yeah. 50 hot dogs. That's incredible. This guy from Japan held the record to 2001. That's when our guy Joey Chestnut stepped in. Yep. And it's kind of been like a one, you know, been thing. winning for like what the past 14, 15 years? Become a thing. And they say the reason that this this competition has stayed so fierce is because it seems so unlikely. Yeah. Like it's almost grotesque mm-hmm. that somebody can eat that many hot dogs yep. in such a short amount of time. I had no idea you would care about my sobriety so much, but thank you for all the nice comments on Instagram and Facebook. I posted last night before I fell asleep that the this week is my four-year sober anniversary. Mm-hmm. Haven't had a sip of alcohol since uh, early July of 2018, which is crazy to me because it almost like flew by. I feel like it was just like yesterday. I was getting like wasted in bars and stuff like that. Now, I never had a problem with alcohol. I'm not, I I don't like to take a lot of credit for this because I know some people really struggle with their um, addiction, addictions or their reliance on alcohol. I never had that problem. Mm -hmm. I was just a guy that was going through a divorce and was feeling like crap. And said, listen, I've got to do whatever it takes to prioritize my mental health. I went out one night, and it was just a rough night. And I woke up the next day feeling awful, and I said, that's it. Like, I'm going to temporarily stop drinking alcohol. Let me give it, like, 60 days. Almost like a cleanse. Just a cleanse. Just to, like, kind of get my mental health right, feel better, see how this affects me, and see, you know, if I can actually feel better not drinking alcohol. And to be honest with you, at first, I did not because... It was so weird to go to like the same social settings and not have a drink in your hand. Mm-hmm. But then after probably yeah, 60, 90 days, I realized I just I'm sleeping better, I'm not hungover, my yeah. body's just like functioning better, my mental health is way better. So the only time not drinking really affects me now. 
typically would be on first dates, people are always fascinated with you when you don't drink. They always think it's like um, there must there must be a story here. Yeah, there must be something going on. So you'll sit down uh, across the table from someone, and they'll you know the waiter waiter waitress will come over and say, you know, can I get you guys a drink? And you know, I'll be like, well, I don't really drink, but uh, I'll have a sparkling water. And then all of a sudden, it's like, oh well, is it okay if I drink? Is is that okay with you? Jim Gaffigan, comedian has the funniest line with this. Listen. You don't drink. People always need to know why, too. They're like, you don't drink? Why? <laughs> this never happens with anything else. You don't use mayonnaise? Why? <laughs> Are you addicted to mayonnaise? <laughs> Is it okay if I use mayonnaise? <laughs> I mean, that's the only thing with being sober nowadays where I just, I know it's coming. It's I know funny. the comments coming of like, why, why don't you drink? But I gotta be honest, man, I'm pretty proud of myself. Like, four years, no drinking, I feel fantastic. And thank you for everything, all the nice comments and everything on social media. Really appreciate that. Now, now, now. These are the top three trending stories in the city. The Baltimore Top Three, three. with Jess. To help students prepare for the next school year, the Maryland Department of Transportation is partnering with the Boys and Girls Club Maryland Alliance for a statewide school supply drive starting Monday, July 11th until July 29th. They're hoping to build on last year's successful drive. They were able to collect over 100 boxes of school supplies. Public donation sites where customers can drop off items include all MVA branch offices and more. And I actually posted a list of locations. If you'd like to make a monetary donation, uh, you can visit m.maryland.gov or just go on our Facebook page, Kramer and Jess, and uh, I put that up there. Number two. A new study is the first to prove that being hangry is actually a real thing. So for three weeks, 64 people used an app to track their emotions and how hungry they felt. And it showed that not eating really does make us mad. We're not just making this up. So when people were craving food, they were 34% angrier and 37% more irritable. They also took 38% less pleasure in whatever they happened to be doing. It's actually the first study to look at how being angry affects us in the real world. Every other study so far was done in a lab setting. So if you're hangry, it's a real thing. Uh, of course it is. Shout out whoever got paid to like do this research, by the way. Because like, yeah, obviously... I'm a nightmare. I'm a little nightmare if I'm hungry. If I'm tired, I mean, we don't grow out of the toddler phase, y'all. But now you can say it's backed by science. <laughs> now when you get attitude yeah, you're like, with listen, your partner. I will bring up the data to show you. Print it up and throw it in their face. Number one. Beyonce is making a statement with her new album and not just through her music. Sources say she's been really careful about who she works with in the wake of the Me Too movement. She even refused to collaborate with two high-profile artists because they're facing sexual misconduct allegations. She's particularly sensitive about it because a producer she worked with on her 2013 hit Drunken Love was arrested two years ago and charged with 15 counts of sexual assault. Uh, and now she wants to send a message that abuse of any kind shouldn't be tolerated or normalized. And the source says that she's actually running Me Too checks on all producers and artists before working with them. Uh, her new Renaissance album drops July 29th. Man, it's stressful, right? I mean, for anybody. I think it's a new thing. I think Me Too checks. I mean, I think especially now, that's what we do is like, we'll go back. Like, think about how, let's take, let's take Harvey Weinstein, for an example. Mm -hmm. 
you go back and you see like how many actors repped this dude, you know, yeah. that now became completely villainized. Mm-hmm. I mean, Jeffrey Epstein, another great example of this, right? Yeah. He was kind of like the guy. All the information comes out. Now everyone around him's going down. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. So I get I mean, you can't blame her for this. No, I don't blame her. And honestly, I think I think it's something that a lot of people should do. This yeah. is Jess, and that was your top three. Crazy doing it. It's about to go down. Perfect. We want to know everything. Dish. Oh, oh. It's talk me out of it. Please. With Kramer and Jess. Mix 106.5. Yeah, presumably the idea that you're about to hear on the radio has potential to be a little, little nuts. Okay. But that's what this segment's all about, right? Yeah. So if you are thinking about doing something kind of crazy, we want to know what it is. Because sometimes the craziest ideas are the best ideas. Or if it's not, we got to talk you out of it. And this is Anonymous. We got you on the voice disguiser. Hello, Anonymous. Hi. So what's going on? What's uh, what's this idea you have? I know that my best friend is being cheated on, but it's against the law for me to tell her about it. Oh, my God. Why Why would, is it illegal? Um. Well, I'm an ER nurse, and I work the third shift, and I saw her boyfriend come in with this girl that she's been thinking that he might be cheating on her with. So it's against HIPAA violation for me to even talk about it with her. Wait. So why why did they why were they in the ER? Mm-hmm. Well, I talked to some of my coworkers about it, and they said that the girl that he's with had some sort of kitchen accident and got like this burn on her arm. But they came in in the middle of the night, and it was really clear that you know they were probably dating, you know. So, like oh, so you... Kind yeah. of all over each other. Okay. You didn't... You didn't care you for didn't them, ca- but you saw them come in? Yeah. Okay. Well, do we... What is the history with these two? Like, do we do we know of this girl? Yeah, I mean, my friend just has been really suspicious of this girl and has been really self-conscious and insecure about her. And so there's already, like, there's already, like, this... Hunch, yeah. That, that there yeah. actually is something had, going on, and now, yeah, now you're stuck. Exactly, and I love this friend. She's one of my <sighs> closest friends. I've known her for so long, and I just don't know what to do. You know, like I don't know if I should tell her or not. And it's such a bad situation because I'm not even supposed to, you know, say anything. So yeah, right. you, you weren't even supposed uh, to see them. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't know HIPAA law that well, but I know that's got to be a huge friggin' no-no. Like, basically, whatever happens behind the scenes is. Exactly. Yeah, I'm not even supposed to mention that I saw them there, but <sighs> I mean, I just feel so bad. She's like one of my best friends. How much you like your job? <laughs> like, like, how serious are you, doing? are you taking this thing? No, I I take my job super seriously. That's why this is so hard because I know, you know, that this is really serious and this is a major violation, so. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Uh, phone number's 410-583-1065. Anonymous has a friend where there's like some sneaking suspicion something going on, right? Mm-hmm. With her boyfriend. And now Anonymous literally has the proof that they were together. And I mean, we don't know. Maybe they were just being friends. But no, you said it looked together. romantic enough. Like, yeah. Like, yeah, they were kind of all over each other. It was pretty obvious yeah. what was going on. But, you know, under all types of rules of what actually happens, I Anonymous can't say much of anything. Mm-hmm. 
So what does she do? Do we tell her to go for it and tell the friend or do we talk her out of it? Because as a nurse profession, as a medical professional, yeah, like that's what you kind of have to do. I would tell her. And I, I mean, I just feel like there's ways that we can get around this to where maybe maybe your friend doesn't have to say, like, you know, where she got the information. Maybe your friend doesn't even have to say, like, you know, I, I someone told me that they saw you, you know, in the R with this girl. I think if anything, she just needs this information to where she can just leave him and she doesn't owe him an explanation. But I would tell her. And then what happened? And what if it gets back? What if for some reason it comes out mm-hmm. and then there's a HIPAA violation yeah. and then you lose your job? And I don't know what else, I don't know how HIPAA violations work. I have no idea. But yeah, I'm just saying, don't. like, it, it, are you willing to, like, risk your job for this? Because it may, it could, if she confronts it. How did you find I, I don't know. I you would know? say I heard from somebody else that they confirmed it. Say it wasn't you. Let's, let's get some calls, especially maybe somebody from the medical field. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Stephanie from Elegant City, good morning. Good morning. Do we tell her to go for it or do we talk her out of it? So I am a nurse myself, so I'm very aware of all the HIPAA violations. Um, I do know that HIPAA violation is a it's a serious, uh, you know, it's a serious uh, law. I want to say rule law to follow. Yeah. Um, however, this is a situation where I feel like if she tells her friend, who, how who, how is the HIPAA? Vi- it's not going to get back to her. I feel like like if this if I was in her situation, I would have absolutely tell. I don't even think I would think about. <laughs> so I don't even think it would you- cross my mind about the HIPAA violation in this situation because it's not going to get back. I feel like it wouldn't get back to her. Yeah. I mean, someone would have to call the hospital. Someone would have to call administration. Then it's hearsay. It's his word against his word. Her word. Okay. Also to- yeah. So you're saying it's not like up. it's not like we have a, a uh, some type of, of diagnosis that's been revealed yeah, that's on paper. True. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. HIPAA is if someone comes in with a diagnosis that I learn of and I'm like, oh, my God, I got to go tell someone. That is, oh, that's a big, big, huge no-no. You don't do that. Okay. However, she's witnessing something. Also, too, if the patient wasn't directly hers, her patient, if, if there's something that you just witnessed, like if I witnessed... Uh, something happening around the corner, then technically it's not really a HIPAA violation. It's not. It's not under the, my direct care. Yeah, she she that was just is. walking down the hall and she sees them too. Yeah, that so was just something she happened to see. Stephanie, Stephanie, you'd have your camera phone out, wouldn't you? You'd be you'd be taking video. Yeah, you'd be. Exactly. No, I would. I would be. No, um, but so there's different situations going on in here. Like if you're just witnessing something, then it's here. Like you don't. Okay. To me, I don't think it would so get for, back. Her, you her wouldn't. Job, she'd get fired. You wouldn't think twice about it. You you tell her in a heartbeat. I wouldn't even think twice about it. No, because uh. I feel like you can get her. Like it's he. It's he said. She said. Yeah. Uh, it, someone would have to call the hospital. It'd yeah. It'd be a thing. It'd go to HR. It'd be a yeah, thing. It'd be a huge thing to okay. fire you over a HIPAA violation. I would tell her absolutely. It's, it's good to hear this. Thank you. Thank you for calling us. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Have a good day. You too. Four ten five eight three one zero six five. Cameron from Baltimore. Good morning. Hi. Good morning. So, do we tell her to go for it, or we talk her out of it? Talk her out of it. I do not believe uh, HIPAA law should be violated. I'm a nurse myself, and I took an oath to protect the the rights of our patients, and that is not okay. She should not tell her friend uh, if she was doing her job. She wouldn't be in this mess. She should be very, very very appalled. 
at what she has done. I, listen, I I want to be able to make sure that we're respectful of HIPAA laws. I think they're important, oh, right? No, I mean, 100%. And also, we don't work in the medical field, so I, I'm sure that it needs to be taken very seriously. But can we but can we try to have, like, some empathy of, you know, like, could you imagine being, you know, in that position where someone that is so close to you, you're seeing something happen to them and you can't say anything. Can you kind of understand where she's coming from? I can... I can empathize, but at the same time, you took an oath to protect the rights of patients, and that's the job you chose. That's the profession you chose, and you should uphold uh, your your oath. So I don't I don't agree. I don't agree. She should tell. You said you are a nurse. I am. Do Do you feel like most nurses? I'm just now. I'm just curious about HIPAA law for a second. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you feel like most nurses? would feel the same way you do and like yeah absolutely okay 100%. okay okay well thank you for calling us thank you what are which way is it going on text messages right now it's honestly just kind of 50 50 split this text right here says hipaa is a big deal and she should find another way to set him up for her friend to find out do not tell her anything about the visit we need nurses and you work too hard to get where you are That's there are true. other ways to put him um, on blast but this text right here says don't hipaa laws only cover the one getting treatment not breaking laws if she just mentions him so oh so she's saying like this has nothing to do because he wasn't the patient he wasn't he the one was getting treated the so maybe it's not that big of a deal then uh, 410-583-1065 emily from frederick good morning morning do we tell her to go forward or talk her out of it i think she needs to be talked out of it and why HIPAA violation isn't just a matter of losing her job it's a matter of losing any licensure or potential for employment in that field moving forward oh wow so you're saying, if, and this is my concern, right? I mean, I, I think we'd have to do a roundabout way of finding this out. I think we have ways to, to you know, brush it under the rug a smidge bit of how mm-hmm. we found out this information. But if it did, if it did get back to somehow being like, oh, we did see them. I saw them when they were in the ER. And you're saying that basically would negate any type of future medical opportunity whatsoever, and any field that would require HIPAA compliance. If she's asked if she's violated HIPAA, aware of HIPAA, if it comes out that she had a HIPAA violation, she wouldn't be able to get employment in any field that's going to require HIPAA compliance. And Emily, you're a therapist, so like you, yes. I'm, I'm assuming you have found yourself in situations like these. Absolutely. So, but I mean, this is like we're talking, you know, one of your best friends. So is she supposed to just sit by and let her best friend get cheated on? I essentially, yes, I, she can't, she cannot provide this information that she knows. It's a, it's a HIPAA violation. She, she can't. It risks her own well-being, her own life, livelihood. And if the guy's cheating and her friend already has concerns, mm-hmm. it's going to come out sooner rather than okay, later. Okay, so you're anyway. saying, you're so saying let her, it come out basically. some other way. You don't touch it. Don't risk your job over it. No, you can't. It. You can't risk your livelihood over that okay thank you for calling us sure anonymous so what are we thinking um i mean i just don't know this this hipaa violation has it just got me completely freaked out yeah i I know like i've got you know a relationship with my best friend and part of me really really wants to tell her about this but i just don't want to risk my job you know yeah i do know 
It's tough, man. When we're talking like legalities involved, this was just like, hey, no, don't, I know. like hush, hush, don't tell anybody. Like, that's one thing. But this is like, these laws are here for a reason. The fact that you even on the radio, honest to God saying this, already puts you in danger. So, well, here's what we do. I know we don't have like a real time on this, um, but can we give you a couple of days to think it over and then find out kind of what you, what you decide to do with this? Because I know we all get kind of super interested in how these stories go. Uh, would you be cool with – typically we, we get updates on Monday. Um, would you be cool with, with checking back in with us at like 8.20 on Monday? Yeah, that works. Okay, great. We expect you to call us back, though, because we don't want any information, nothing. I don't want anything. Uh, but what we always say is if we don't hear back from you... We just assume... We, sh- we have to assume the, the absolute situation. worst situation happens. So please don't leave us like that. Is If you're going to okay. commit, if you'll commit, then like just commit now, and we'll talk on Monday, okay? Okay, that, that works for me. Hey, thanks for listening. Make sure you subscribe to get the show daily. And if you think we've earned it, give us five stars. Hear Kramer and Jess live every morning on Mix 106.5 Baltimore. And check out the Kramer and Jess Uncensored podcast at KramerandJess.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 